Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us connected. Our topic today is about holiday gift giving, and I'm going to be featuring two stories from the heart. We have Louis DeSanto, who is both a zookeeper and an author, and Cheryl Walker, an illustrator. And we'll be learning about their wonderful stories that they brought to life, and we welcome you both. Thank you. Thank you. So glad you're here. So you both met at Como Zoo, is that right? Yes. And and Louis, you were at the zoo for about 20 years, and you kind of happened into being a zookeeper. Tell us that story. Well, I had I had been doing uh, I had majored in journalism and photography in college, and when I had some uh, some really good jobs with a weekly newspaper, the Sun newspaper, and the city of St. Paul, but there were cutbacks, so I started to take civil service exams, and one of them was zookeeper, and I almost didn't uh, take it because I didn't know if I would fit in. And I decided, well, maybe you better and see what happens. And that was the only one that came through. Did you ever think when you were growing up that you'd be a zookeeper? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I liked I liked the zoo and I liked the animals, but I never thought about being a keeper. And you were there. And what was kind of nice is that um, when I did become a keeper, I was able to do writing and photography, like for the gift shop. Uh, postcards and newsletters. So it, it was kind of a nice break from all the shoveling and, uh, and hosing. <laughs> well, as you were doing that, as you were gifting and creating, um, you know, nice pictures and whatnot, did you start about, did you start thinking about writing books while you were working at Komozu? Oh, absolutely. I thought this is a fertile ground for all kinds of things when you watch all the different animals and, and the things that they do, and I said, you know, you know, kids just love the animals, and I said that that would be nice books to write for for the kids and to be able to use their imaginations, and and of course with with both Gustav and Casey, they were inspired by by true stories, and and so we'll that, s- that made it even even uh, nicer to write about. And we'll let the audience know that Gustav is a beautiful big brown bear. And Casey's yes, a gorilla. Um, but Casey's there are lots of other animals, too, at the zoo. But we're going to be talking about Casey the gorilla and the story that yep. goes with that. And Gustav the Great, a wonderful story about a big, brown, friendly bear. Yes. Cheryl, you were, have been a long-time long docent of Como Zoo. And you have a real passion for animals as well, right? Oh, I, I, I've always been an outdoor kid, and I just... I love spending time with animals, and I, I love uh, learning more about nature. And uh, so that got me kind of interested uh, when Como Zoo told me they had a docent program, so I got involved in that. But with that, I had some tremendous um, opportunities, and um, I would I got to work with uh, reptiles and small mammals and raptor birds. They had a, they had a red-tailed hawk called Ben. Mm. They had a barred owl. 
And then they brought in some miniature horses, Dottie and Flame. So I got to be in charge of the miniature horse committee. So I got to know horses. And um, to be able to work better with those horses, I learned learned to ride the bigger horses. So I spent 15 years uh, riding the big horses. But that helped me with the smaller horses. So, but I could hook them up to a cart and drive them around the zoo, and um, to me that was that was fun. Um, but then um, I also come up with programs for um, all these animals and uh, teach kids um, the fun things to know about the animals and uh, all kinds of things about them. Did you find yourself sketching them when you were, you know, out and about? You know, is that Part of the inspiration was to be there, was to be able to, to do to do some early drawings? Well, I think uh, learning about animals and knowing a little bit more, then you get, um, you start um, getting more particular, you know, mm-hmm. like if they have scales, you're going to include the scales. Mm-hmm. If you're going to um, do horses, you know, how do their legs, you know, then you start looking at that. How do their legs bend and that type of stuff. So, yeah, it got me into do more sketching. So how did you two decide that you would illustrate and Louie would write this book? Oh, these books, two of them. Well, I, I see. I, I was, um, much of my time, I worked at the Hoofstock building with the, um, with the bison and the zebra and the giraffes. And so that's where I would see Cheryl when she worked with the miniature horses. So we started talking and then we just connected right away where she said, oh, I do illustration. They thought, oh, that's great. So that's how we started to develop our stories. And would you tell her the story that you're developing or did you wait till the end and then share it with her? Well, uh, <laughs> well, it's been a long, it's been a, some years that we've put this together, you know, and then um, so he wanted, uh, had an idea in his mind, you know, what he wanted with the words and um, we cut it down to, so it would be more of a children's book. Um, so I started saying, well, we could do this picture with that, these words, this with that. So we kind of broke it down into story and picture. So we kind of uh, worked together. He, you know, he had the story idea and everything, and then we just developed, developed it from there. What did you like best in creating the books together? Well, I think I think it's the whole creative process and doing things that that you know are going to make kids smile and laugh and and uh, just enjoy the whole journey of of making animals almost like they're human, mm-hmm. like like with Casey exploring the zoo and and this Gustav bonding with with a zookeeper and and doing wonderful tricks that uh, make him the most popular bear in town. <laughs> and so I thought that you, you want the kids to use that imagination and really enjoy something, you know, uh, charming and delightful. Have you read them to kids? How, how have the kids reacted to these stories? Uh, we read a, uh, we because um, I work uh, with a school, so uh, Louie came and read to the kids. And so they got, they all sat down and they listened and they got to ask questions to a zookeeper. So that was fun. And how did you feel about reading your story and, and having it be brought to life with these children? Well, I thought that was great because I was, I was with Cheryl in the school. And uh, uh, you do find that kids, um, sometimes their attention span is a little bit short. So 
I, I tried to read in a real, um, in a fun, whimsical way, and and I think the kids really enjoyed that. And then we we'd show them the pictures, and and I remember some kids were you know smiling and and laughing, and that's the kind of reaction we want to get. Well, the illustrations are absolutely charming. Um, you can't help oh, but give you. a smile when you see them. Yes. Now, you decided to have this be published digitally. And I know that were a couple good reasons that you thought that, especially now with the pandemic, um, people are looking for things to read and we're accessing our computers and our <laughs> laptops and our uh, our Kindles a lot more. Yeah. But tell me, um, I know that you can get these two books um, and one is Gustav the Great, and the other was Look Who's Walking Around this, Through the Zoo, and we're going to be um, reading excerpts uh, and in the next two segments, uh, doing a little deeper dive on those stories. But if you want to get these books, you can go to either Amazon and Apple, um, and they're very uh, reasonably priced. And I know that it was important. You had uh, you made a decision that it was good to do it digitally, and, and we have a couple minutes. Why don't you share why you thought that was important? Well, I think with the digital is something we can move forward. We were able to move forward with, uh, and we had somebody who knew how to do this. <laughs> um, so that, that helped also. And then we can make corrections as we go if need be. Um, so I just felt that was, a, that was our way that we could get it out there. And I'm finding like now, cause I ordered them myself. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, they, it comes out really nice, uh, if you have a, uh, laptop. So, and then I have, uh, I ordered them on my iPhone through Apple Books. So I've got the books with me wherever I go. Nice. So if, if I need, if I need, you know, if I have a, you know, group of kids or at least, you know, one or two kids, you know, I can say, oh, I've got a book here, you know, for you to read and, so you're always taking it with you, which is kind of nice, too. And, Louie, how did you feel when you first saw it coming out on, on digital? Well, I thought it was great because I'm not technically minded at all. But I think it's, you know, the trend these days of how uh, uh, more people are on electronic devices. And I thought they looked great. And and it's just, you know, I can, I can just imagine that, you know, a kid, you know, curling up in bed with his Kindle and enjoying these stories. So I thought it worked out just wonderfully. Well, I also think it's wonderful that you have made a portion of the proceeds going to Como Zoo, which is a gift that keeps on giving when you are, yes. are purchasing these. And because they are so reasonable, it, it's something that I think people can go on to either Amazon and Apple, take a look and give them to all the family and friends that you have out there with kids. Um, it's yes, a nice- that, would, that would really be nice. Because, yes, Como, um, I believe, is still one of the few free zoos in the country, although they do ask for a donation. And they have come such a long ways because when I started, they still had that, that old building with the rather cramped cages on the I bars. remember those. The bears were in kind of yes. cramped cages and Sparky yes. was kind of in a cramped place too. And yes. the, the and lions were not in a happy place that like they are now. Right. Yes. So I was kind of on the, on the vanguard of uh, a lot of new buildings. And of course that's continued. And so I think that that's a very worthwhile th- uh, 
place to uh, make donations and let people know that we're hey we're free and it's just a wonderful place for all ages especially the kids well if you have grandkids or kids or you're an aunt or your uncle or you have kids in your neighborhood or you love animals they're all good reasons to think about getting these books um, on digital again offered either on Amazon and Kindle and when we come back um, our next segment, we will be talking about Gustav the Great, a very heartwarming story, and it's a bond between a big, friendly brown bear and a zookeeper named Louie. So stay with us. We'll be right back after a few short commercials. Good morning. Welcome back. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've joined the conversation. Our topic today is about holiday gift giving, and we have two wonderful stories that are a gift from the heart. Uh, we have Louis DeSanto, who is both a zookeeper, a retired zookeeper, and author, and we have Cheryl Walker, who has done some illustrations for two beautiful books. Uh, the book we're going to talk about in this segment is Gustav the Great. But the two books that we are featuring on our show today also include um, a story about Casey the gorilla who um, who took a little journey around the zoo. And we'll be talking about um, Casey in the next segment, which is Look Who's Walking Through the Zoo. But for now, we're going to be talking about Gustav the Great, a nice, big, friendly brown bear who uh, has a special relationship with a zookeeper named Louie, and uh, he has some special attributes that make him very popular. Tell me about Gustav and creating this story, Louie. Well, he was actually inspired by a zoo visitor who used to get uh, one of the, the big bears to do some, some simple little tricks by throwing them a variety of treats. And I can remember when um, when I first started in 1985, I remember seeing him down by the bear dens, and there'd be this huge crowd around him. And, and you could see the bear would stand up and actually put its paws together like it was, <laughs> like it was begging or praying for another uh-huh. treat. Oh, sweet. So it was, it was kind of right there I got, the, I got the idea about expanding on that. And and make him do, uh, yes, a bond with the zookeeper who found out that, that he had a really special treat. And using that treat, which is typical with animal trainers, you know, to reward an animal for doing something, I said, hey, that might make a, make a really nice story. So that, that's how that started. Would you like to read um, a, a portion of the story? Yes. We'll, we'll start out with just, um, uh, like I say, go right from the beginning. Okay. This is the story of a bear named Gustav, who was so extraordinary that people came from far and wide just to see him. He was so extraordinary that he became known as Gustav the Great. Now, there have been presidents, kings, artists, and scientists who were called great. So how do you suppose a friendly brown bear at a small zoo 
got such a special name. At eight feet tall and the strength of ten men, Gustav was a sight to behold. Can you imagine what an awesome athlete he would have made? Extra, extra, read all about it. Gustav scores seven touchdowns in Super Bowl. Gustav sets world weightlifting record. Gustav scores 150 points in NBA title game. And Gustav wins 10 Olympic gold medals. And when it came to play, playfulness, Gustav is a real crowd pleaser. Splashing in his pool in the hot summer rays and rolling in the snow on frosty winter days. And when he had an annoying itch that he couldn't reach at all, he would rub his back up and down against the wall. And talk about an incredible appetite. From apricots to watermelon, nobody could eat like Gustav. Pineapples and oranges, peaches and pears were a favorite meal of this hungry bear. Cherries and mangoes made him do a tango. Blueberries and grapes made him go ape. And coconuts and sweets made him jump off his feet. So that's, that's part of the story oh, right there that's going to lead into um, the special treat. discovered a special treat. And, and using that treat, he got him to do all these fantastic tricks. So we, so we want the reader to kind of maybe think, now, what could that treat be? And, and I, then how did, he, how did he get that name, Gustav the Great? <laughs> so so what, just a, a quick um, other segment say, but then everything changed when Louis, who was Gustav's keeper, discovered Gustav had a favorite treat. That gave Louis an idea. Using his favorite treat, he began working with Gustav early in the morning when no one was around. That bear was so smart and learned so quick that in no time at all he was doing fantastic tricks. When feeding, his, feeding Gustav his afternoon s snack, Louis thought, why not put on a little show? Then zoo visitors could see how talented Gustav was. And so then that leads into, like, say, doing their first show, and that's how, how things all got started for them. Oh, that's wonderful. When you're doing the illustrations for this, Cheryl, how, how did you delve into the character of Gustav and bring him to life? Uh, I, I always like to draw in a cartoon, you know, um, characters. So I had to... Then you want to do expressions and that, so you have to, I, what I do is I go through the paragraphs, pull out what I feel should be in the picture, and then um, and then I do have to look up and see what actually a bear looks like, <laughs> yes. and, then, and then you have to get the proportions right, you know, and then, um, and then the other trick is to keep the character going within the pages, mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, so you can... Give them expressions, you know, have them turned, you know, whatever scene is going on, um, what am I going to include in that? So you have to kind of think of all these things, you know. Did you, have, just, did you have a favorite moment in, in or a favorite picture of Gustav when you were creating him? 
I think the one I like the one is he's going to try to stuff a watermelon in his mouth. <laughs> and you know that that kind of, I you know when I actually um, was volunteering at Como Zoo, I knew a lot of the keepers, and uh, the one that um, did the bear den, he actually would let me um, walk down there with him. And what amazed me about the bears in the bear den was. Um, there was like the bar door between you and the bear, but you could actually see how big their heads were mm. and the, and the claws when he came down and grab and started grabbing the watermelon. <laughs> um, cause well, with that, that one was cut up in pieces, but, um, just to see, you know, how magnificent these animals were and, you know, and really be right next to it, really. So that amazed me. Well, I'd love to encourage my audience to think about bringing these charming stories in for the holidays. You can buy them on Amazon or Kindle. Um, and they're very reasonable. So it's something to think about for your family and friends and grandkids and nieces and nephews and kids down the street that all may enjoy learning a little bit more about some adorable characters as well as supporting the Como Zoo because a portion of the profits do go to the zoo. And I know you both are very devoted um, zoo fans after – Louie, you've been a zookeeper there for 20 years and Cheryl with your work um, as a docent. So we have Louis DeSanto, the zookeeper and author, and Cheryl Walker, the illustrator, who will be joining us to talk about the next story, which is all about Casey the gorilla, um, who decided to do something a little extraordinary in walking around the zoo. So stay with us and come back right after the commercials. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And we get together to talk about all kinds of good things, but we do like to talk about ideas that matter. And our topic today is about holiday gift giving and giving the gift of stories from the heart. And we have Louis DeSanto, who is both uh, a retired zookeeper and author, and Cheryl Walker, who is an illustrator and who's also been a docent for the Como Zoo. And they met at the Como Zoo and created two wonderful stories that you can buy on either Amazon or Kindle or Apple. Um, the first story that we heard a little bit in the last segment about, Gustav the Great, uh, about a wonderful bear and a relationship with a zookeeper. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about Look Who's Walking Through the Zoo. It's a story of Casey the gorilla escaping his exhibit and mischievously sneaking around the zoo. So, Louie, tell me about Casey. And I would love to have you share a segment from the story. Yeah, Casey was, was a real nice gorilla. I actually... When he was little, I would give him horseback rides. Oh my goodness, that must have been fun! Yeah, say Casey and one of the the, the baby orangs were temporarily on display in the um, in the in the cat house before they were able to be put in back with their group when they got old enough. And so that was one of the things that that we did. Me and some of the other keepers, and one of the keepers 
he sometimes he would bring in friends and it got a little too much, but we would actually give him horsey back rides. Oh, that's adorable. And so it was just like a little kid hanging onto your back. So I had a had a real good bond with him. And um uh what he did well it would have been um gosh, it's it's uh, it was the twelfth of May. I can't believe how long ago it's been nineteen ninety four. When he did something so unexpected <laughs> that it that it still it still boggles my mind, and um, I, again I thought this this would make a good story because again you can you can give Casey almost a human quality where where he gets out and then it's like such a beautiful day let's explore the zoo and how he meets all these different zoo animals and. And 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 he goes into the gift shop, and he gets and he goes to the concession stand, and so it was just a really fun story to write that I think the, the kids would just love. Well, I love that it's based on something that really happened, and then yes, you, that you makes take, it easier. And you take a little fanciful uh, journey that that creates uh, a lot of imagination and and warmth and excitement. So why don't you go yeah, ahead? Like, okay. So, uh, so I'll read you um, a couple segments here. We'll start out with, uh, you know, right from the beginning. My name is Zookeeper Louie, and I'm going to tell you a story that is so amazing, you may not believe it, but it really happened. It was the 12th of May, and the zoo was alive with activity. There were peacocks singing and monkeys swinging. Hyenas laughing and flamingos flapping, tigers stalking and seals barking, and lions slumbering and bears lumbering. But of all the animals to see, where do you think the biggest crowd was gathered? If you said the gorilla exhibit, you are right. For that was the home of Casey. Casey was a very special gorilla, tall and handsome, with broad shoulders, a square jaw, and 400 pounds of bulging muscles. Casey could have been a movie star or football player. On an ordinary day, you might find Casey and his two young mates, Gordon and Jordan, running and wrestling, climbing and exploring, or munching on tasty snacks of apples and carrots. Or you might see Casey race across the yard and pound his chest with a thump, thump, thump that echoes all over the zoo. But this would be no ordinary day in May because Casey was about to do something quite extraordinary. And then that, that leads into, into the, to the amazing thing he did that had everybody just shot. <laughs> And uh, and are you going to share that in the story, or are you going to tell us what happened when? Well, yeah, the, I, I just wanted to yeah to lead up to that mm-hmm. so that you know the reader will you know will see what happened. Sure. Now I I could read um, uh, another segment because this is a, an animal that that everybody is quite familiar with. So as this is during his walk, it says, "Listen." It sounded like someone was calling, Casey, hey, Casey. Looking in every direction, Casey finally spotted Sparky, the performing sea lion, waving from the stage of his arena. 
Sparky invited Casey to sit in the front row for a special performance of his famous show. He sang and danced, balanced a ball on his nose, and tooted a horn. He even made a daring rescue of a rubber doll bobbing in the water. Casey clapped and cheered. He thanked Sparky for a wonderful show, but now it was time to go. At the end of the arena steps, at the top of the arena steps, a delicious aroma filled the air. He followed his nose to the food stand. Casey decided to have lunch. <laughs> now, what do you think a 400-pound gorilla would order? And that, that was actually based on when, when Casey took his little walk, he actually sat on a table in the concession area. Oh, okay. And right away we thought, geez, he wants to order lunch. I wonder what he would order. <laughs> well, I love See? that that he he got right out of his outdoor exhibit, takes a walk, and you have him visiting with giraffes and polar bears yes. and lions and tigers. And yeah, uh, he's he's just having a wonderful time. Sure. And, <laughs> and then you got him trying on shirts and hats in the gift shop. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And See, so I, that, that's where, you know, the imagination and, and let the kids uh, say, I think I think they would just, I can just see them laughing at um, and, and smiling at all that, uh, the stuff that you'd almost think a human being would do. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm particularly fond of the fact that he finds a radio. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's, yeah, that, that kind of came to me where, because I imagined, in fact, you you almost think of this like like being it would it would be wonderful if yeah if somebody yeah say Walt Disney called and said yeah we'd like to animate your story, but I I just imagined um, all the, say Casey was dancing and then as he went around the other animals started dancing too, so you can just imagine all these animals dancing, you know uh, and and. Um, so again, I think you let the kids just use their imagination and try to try to picture, the, you know, the animals all dancing and having a great time. Now, Cheryl, do you have a favorite picture from this book? Uh, well, I enjoyed doing the one where he's in the gift shop. Yeah, you because know, mm. uh, I yeah I, I play a lot with colored paper too, and uh, so I was able to make it almost you know, layer on layer. So he's standing in front of a bookcase, uh, you know, so you're not seeing a, like a full stuffed animal because he's standing in front of it. And then I thought, well, he's, he's going to try on, on shirts and that they're going to have price tags on them. So then I included the price tags. <laughs> so it's not, a lot of times I just uh, thought, well, what kind of fun stuff can I put in with these pictures? And my guess is that with your work at the zoo, you know, there were special things that you knew about the zoo that could add to the detail, that could add to the charm, um, that also made it more real for you. Yeah, you know, you get to know a lot of the animals. Um, like uh, I did, I helped with enhancement programs and we built snowmen Um and then put treats in them, and then we let the keepers know, okay, we got it. And then we, you know, get out of the their areas, and then they'd, uh, you know, we'd be out of the exhibits, and then the animals were let into their yards, and then they could, 
you know, play in the snow and that. So you get to know the animals not only, you know, as animals at the zoo, but you get to know their personalities too. Did you, do you know uh, um, Casey? Have you spent time with Casey the gorilla? Uh, Well, I know of Casey. I kind of grew up with Casey because I remember him being at the zoo when I was, you know, a kid at the zoo. Mm -hmm. So, and then he was also there. Then there was a birthday party for Casey, I think, one year, too. So being a docent, you get to go to these parties, too. (laughs) You know, and that and what was interesting when it was his birthday is that all these zoos, other zoos, uh, sent pictures of their gorillas. And then those all were in the, in the, um you know, the gorilla house, so you could see all gorillas. Even Coco's picture was up there, too, so it was fun. Um, but you get, and then I also, uh, being a docent, got to go on a zoo hop with other docents, so um, we saw zoos from all kinds of different other states, and so any time I travel, I, I will include a zoo. So, so yeah, I, I I, I enjoy being around zoos. And do you have any special memories of the two of you creating this story together? Well, I guess uh, looking at the story and talking about how we want the pictures, and I'll I'll do a picture, and then Louie will say, well, you know, it would be more fun if we could do this. And I say, okay, well, I'll work on that one. <laughs> so, so I get I just collaborating. You know, putting that, putting that together, you know, working on it. So it, like I say, it's taken, it's taken a few years to put them together. Louis, do you have a special memory in creating this story? Well, it's just, it's just the idea that he could interact with all these zoo animals. And, and see, I like to use rhyme where I can. I think mm-hmm. that always enhances the story. Not quite like Dr. Zeus, but, but where it fits, I, I enjoy using the rhyme, and we actually added, um, we, it's not specifically Como Zoo, but it's just a zoo, and, and so we add animals that we, you know, didn't really have, but I think that enhanced the, the overall experience. Like, Casey is going on this journey, and just like a little kid, he's in awe and wonder of all these exotic animals. So when he, you know, he looks up at the giraffe and it's so Casey tilts his head so far back, he almost falls over because the giraffe (laughs) is so tall. Uh, And then, you know, going by the big cats, that causes kind of a sensation because they'd never seen a gorilla walking around before. So that, that type of thing. So we tried and, and even like the, um, the uh, polar bears invited Casey down for a swim. And he says, no, the, you know, the water's too cold. I like it where it's warm and nice. But thanks anyway, you know. So it's a, it's a lot of interaction, just like, like, like a kid would, would go around and look at all the different animals. Well, I do want to encourage my audience to consider purchasing both these stories for their families. The holidays are kind of a difficult time as we move into continuing to be in lockdown. But giving a a digital gift, a digital story can bring a digital smile. So even if you can't be with them, you can celebrate, you know, the wonder and charm of a wonderful story about zoo animals illustrated beautifully. So to look for these stories, you can go either to Amazon or Apple. And you can look by author. You can look uh, for Louis DeSanto uh, and Cheryl Walker. Or you can look by the story's title. Uh, 
the one that we've just been talking about is Look Who's Walking Through the Zoo. That's the story of Casey the Gorilla. And the one that we talked about in the last segment was Gustav the Great. And that's the story of a heartwarming bond between a big friendly brown bear and a zookeeper named Louie. So I want to encourage you to think about getting these books right, uh, digital books and sending them to all your friends and family and make it a, a zoo-filled happy holiday. Uh, and a portion of the proceeds will be going back to Como Zoo. So we've got one more segment coming up and we'll be talking more about um, these wonderful stories and a little bit more about Cheryl's work as an illustrator and uh, how the gift of, of story can keep on giving. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And on our show, we talk about ideas that matter. And we've been talking about holiday gift giving, giving the gift of stories from the heart. And we have an author and an illustrator sharing about the books that they've created. We have Louis DeSanto, who's both a retired zookeeper and an author, and Cheryl Walker, who is an illustrator. And we've learned about two wonderful stories. Um, in our first segment, we learned about Gustav the Great, a wonderful brown bear and his relationship with a zookeeper. And in our last segment, we talked about Casey the gorilla, who decided to take a walk around the zoo. And uh, the name of that book is – I'm going to pull this right up. I'll pull it right uh, – here we go. And that's Look Who's Walking Through the Zoo. Now, before we go on to uh, talk a little bit about Cheryl's uh, work that she does as an illustrator, I'd love to have you share a little bit about um, some of the real story about Casey walking around the zoo. Well, it, it was something that uh, nobody believed could have happened. Um, and I actually talked to a visitor who saw Casey jump from more of the middle of the yard where they had big boulders and against the wall. And he said he slammed into the wall Ooh. so hard he couldn't believe he would still hang on. And yet he did and pulled himself up and over a real testament to his size and strength and agility. Sure. And luckily he... He stayed up on top of the wall in the bushes until we were able to evacuate the zoo. And then he took a took a short walk, nothing real dramatic. The big thing was he sat on that that table at uh -huh. the concession stand. Uh -huh. But then he started walking back towards the primate house and one of the keepers had a tranquilizer rifle that we use for such emergencies. And he actually fired and when when the dark hit Casey, I kind of felt sorry for him, but, oh, he took off mm. in high dungeon behind the, the primate building. And, and I thought for sure that is when he was going to get out of the zoo. But suddenly he just stopped like he had seen a ghost. And he reared up and he turned around. And just literally thundered back around to the front of the building, right to his exhibit, went over the fence and back down the wall. <laughs> it was time to go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, say, Kate, while Casey didn't see a ghost, what he saw was Ralph Farnsworth, the zoo veterinarian, 
who just, they had called him, and he was coming through the driveway gate in his usual white uniform, and Casey must have immediately recognized him as the man that would uh, tranquilize him. And he said, no, thank you. different medical procedures. <laughs> he said, no, so thank he you. he thought, oh, the man with the needles. <laughs> and he said he, he already had one needle in him. He goes, I don't want yeah. any more. I've had so, enough of this nonsense. I'm going home. Yeah, so, so he actually went back on his own, which was very fortunate uh, because sure. he found later that the, that the tranquilizer dart never injected. So Casey was wide awake. And see, if he had gotten out of the zoo... And into the park, or you could have gone in the street. It could have been a much different story. So that was very fortunate. But I thought that was the most. Absolutely. Well, I, I do want to get a quick um, question in for Cheryl. Cheryl, yes, I know yes. you've got a website, 5i5e-drac.com. Tell us quickly a little bit about that website and what we can find when we go there. Well, these are characters I developed uh, quite a long time ago. Um, and uh, they just kept developing, and so I had uh, their um, adventures um, in space, and they um, come from a planet called Transplanet, and um, they uh, there's five stories out there right now. They're all in order, so if you really want to uh, know the stories of these, uh, there's three characters, 5i5e. The story does tell how he got that name. And then there's Drac, the story will tell how he came about, and then there's also Cameraman. So he's kind of an old-fashioned type of robot. You know, he actually uses film. Um, but that film can take him, he can pull something off that film, and they can move through uh, through films, kind uh. of basically, to get into a different... Um, because they, they have to get out of situations they've got themselves into. Well, it sounds absolutely magical. I highly encourage folks to go to, I'm going to uh, say it again, it's 5i5e-drac.com. Great for kids to take a look at those stories. But before we go, I want to make sure that you folks know that you can go to Amazon, Apple. Um, it's very inexpensive to buy these two stories. Look up the stories. The one story about the bear is Gustav the Great. And the other story that we just were talking about, Look Who's Walking Through the Zoo, is the story of Casey the Gorilla. Buy them for your kids, for your kids' kids, for your aunts, your nephews, for anyone who loves animals and stories. What a wonderful way to celebrate the holidays with heartwarming stories from the heart. Cheryl, Louie, thank you so much for being with us today, talking to us about the stories that you've brought. And I'm going to give you just a few seconds each to say your last couple comments of what you want the audience to know about your books. I think I think all kids will love the journeys of uh, Casey the Gorilla and Gustav the Bear. That's great. And Cheryl, do you have one last thing you want to share with us? Uh, well, what I would like to say is kids out there, keep drawing. Um, I like to, I always like to see good cartoons, and I do have a part of my uh, website that says Quick Tunes, so maybe we can include some cartoons that kids want to put in there. Sounds great. Thank you so much.